Chapter 5, Getting What He Wanted A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. Every parent looks down at their newborn and wonders what they'll be like. Not content to simply enjoy the present moment, our fascination, joy, love, and even obsession over these brand new people casts our imagination 10 or even 20 years into the future, and we start wondering who they'll be and what they'll be like. If our babies are squirmy, feisty, and terrible sleepers, we imagine a teenager and a young adult who is fiercely independent and winds up being a great leader. If our baby never cries and sleeps through the night really quickly, we imagine them as a really gentle soul, quiet and contemplative, a good friend. Of course, these nursery personalities may or may not have anything to do with the people our kids grow up to be. Sometimes the kid who doesn't want to be held winds up being the most physically tender and demonstrative later on, while the quietest baby sometimes winds up being that loud, goofy teenager that makes everyone laugh. We can't tell who they'll be merely by observing those early days, but that doesn't stop us wondering. What was the baby Jesus like? Most of us probably imagine him to be the perfect baby never crying very much, but instead sleeping 10 hours a night from the very first. But those notions aren't very realistic. Jesus was a normal baby. He needed to be fed and changed and soothed to sleep like every other newborn. He was a perfect person in that he never sinned in his whole life. But that doesn't mean he was the most incredibly easy baby that's ever existed. Babies who cry aren't sinning. They just need to be taken care of, and they can't speak our language yet. Jesus was a baby, like all babies are, and taking care of him was hard, for the same reasons that are hard for everyone who's ever tried to be responsible for a helpless human life. As Mary and Joseph were getting to know their new baby in those first days and weeks, I wonder what they thought he'd be like. Angels told Mary and Joseph that this baby would be the one, the one who would save his people from their sins. He was the answer to every ancient promise about the Messiah, the promise given to Abraham and passed down for generations. He would be the King of Israel, the Son of God. I bet Mary and Joseph imagined him being strong, powerful, rich, famous, irresistibly charming, and glorious to behold. They were probably thinking that manger bed would be the worst place he would ever spend a night on this earth. A rags-to-riches story for the ages. But that's not the way things worked out. Jesus grew up poor, in an oppressed land surrounded by other poverty-stricken people. He wound up being homeless, with no place to lay his head. Were there nights under the stars when some straw in a feeding trough would have been a big improvement over his sleeping conditions? Whatever Mary and Joseph imagined, they could not have foreseen how kind and loving their little boy would be. No one could have expected a person to have such courage, brilliance, humility, gentleness, and warmth. He was so loving, 
and so good. No one could have seen it coming because there had never been a love like his before. In fact, he was so unique, so amazing, that they had to find a totally different word to describe the way he loved people. It was brand new, otherworldly. In a way, he did eventually become famous, but it was just because he was so joyful, so full of life, and so miraculous that people couldn't resist being around him. As Mary and Joseph held the baby Jesus on that first Christmas night, wondering who he would be, they could never have guessed in their wildest dreams that he would be so wonderful. Many years before, another set of new parents in this same family line held their first children, a set of twins named Esau and Jacob. These were the sons of Abraham's very own Isaac, and for once, parents holding a newborn could look at their baby and see exactly who that child would grow up to be. You see, as the twins were being born, Esau came out first. But before he was all the way out and in our world, Isaac noticed that there was a tiny hand wrapped around the baby's ankle. And it was the other twin, the other baby. He was grasping his brother's heel from inside the womb as if to pull him back in so that he could be born first instead. (laughs) Isaac named this second baby heel grabber, Jacob. He wanted to be in first place and he would do anything to get what he wanted. And it turned out that Jacob lived up to his name. All throughout his life, he schemed, lied, cheated, and even wrestled to get what he wanted. As a kid, I imagine he sat around the campfire listening to his grandfather Abraham tell the story of God and the promise God made to give them a family, a land, and a special descendant who would one day save the whole world. Abraham told them all, how the promises had passed down from him to Isaac and would one day pass down to one of the two twins. And Jacob wanted it. He wanted the blessing of God and he would do anything to get it. He deceived his brother for the blessing. He deceived his dad for it. He took advantage of every single person standing in his way and even went toe to toe with God himself in a physical fight that lasted all night long. He was a sneaky, desperate con artist who couldn't be trusted. And God picked Jacob. He picked Jacob instead of Esau. The promise skipped right over the firstborn and landed squarely on the shoulders of the heel grabber. The Messiah who would save the world would be a descendant of Jacob. God said, the older will serve the younger. He said, a star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. Jacob got what he most wanted, but not because he earned it or because he grew up to be the man he should have been. No, Jacob got Jesus because Jesus wanted Jacob. When our parents first held us in their hands as babies, wondering who we would be, They couldn't have imagined the depth of our need for rescue. They couldn't have dreamed that we would be as broken and as helpless as we are. They wanted lofty and amazing things for us, but Jesus has always known the truth. And the truth is, we are all 
a whole lot like Jacob. We shipwreck ourselves again and again, straining for what we think we want when the thing we need only comes by pure gift. Jesus came from Jacob because Jesus loved Jacob and wanted to save him. Jesus was getting what he most wanted. The star that rose out of Jacob rose out of a very dark sky indeed, and he loves us like that as well. We're not the people we should have been, but a star is rising in our hearts. The promised one has picked us to be connected to him, and he's changing everything, even us, out of his outrageous, otherworldly love. Love.